This is Paul Nobles from Eat to Perform, and I am sitting here with my lovely co-host, Sarah Kumar. Sarah, how are you enjoying this holiday week? It's it's a, it's been a long week. Kind of lots of, lots of craziness. Kids on vacation and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We, you know, we still, it's been a little bit of lighter load this week in Eat to Perform land, but... We still have a million people hitting goals. We still have a lot of stuff that we need to do. So, um, yes, that uh, always takes precedence. So, uh, I wanted to just jump right in um, because I did want to talk about my failed Christmas Abbott prediction, um, uh. <laughs> and 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 run through that. Um, Cause no one eats crow better than me. Um, <laughs> so uh, let me make sure that all my Facebook windows are closed here, so we don't get people yes. dinging in. Um. So okay. Um. We had a client, and you know she, you know. She signed up for group coaching, which we don't really offer all that often, and we're probably not going to offer it. I mean, we we actually may never offer it again, right? Because you know, I, nobody leaves, yeah. um, and and frankly, we just it it it's very time intensive. I love doing it, right? I love being able to solve problems on a very acute level. But there's just a much bigger need um, with right. so many people signing up. And mm. uh, I'm not saying we'll never do it, but, you know, it's getting pretty close to that. So one of the gals that signed up a couple months ago, you know, she signed up, you know, assuming, of course, that I was going to give her all the secrets to fat loss that I've not, <laughs> I've not given away um, up to this point. And uh, we started talking, and we did get some initial progress. We, you know, she ended up losing four to five pounds, um, but it was pretty clear that the direction that she needed to go. Now, her history was that she had lost 80 pounds up to this point. And the problem with losing 80 pounds is you have that other voice in your head going, well, 20 more is 100, right? And, right. you know, that first 80 is nowhere near as hard as that next 20. And right. so, you know, after a few conversations back and forth, you know, I just got really tired of how low her expectations were for herself, you know. And so we put her on performance recomp. Within a week, you know, she went from low 200s in carbs to over 300s in carbs. And... <laughs> she's like and she's lost another four pounds and um so awesome she's she said to me she's like wow i wish i knew this beforehand and i said well you'd never get to know it the way that you do it because at the end of the day your expectations for yourself are too low my expectations for you are superhero Right? Mm -hmm. So we fall short of superhero and get the sidekick. That's still a lot, way lot better than focusing on fat loss nonstop. Right? Right. And one of the things that's interesting about this discussion was when Eat to Perform started. 
And um, there wasn't a lot of people that I could talk to about it. But I remember having this discussion with my wife right off the bat because, you know, I was doing the blog on Your Diet Sucks, um, which ultimately became the Eat Perform blog. And uh, the interest was evident right off the bat. And I had to sit down with my wife and say, okay, you know that roller coaster we go on every five to ten years? Um, it looks like we might need to jump on that roller coaster again. And, you know, I really in depth explained to her what that was going to involve, you know, mm -hmm. and within, I, cause I just got a message. Um, and within two months, I think it, yeah, it was April, um, within two, three months, we were at 250,000 fans and I posted on Facebook that it didn't surprise me and it didn't surprise me because I don't do mediocre shit, right? <laughs> I'm going for the jugular every single time and I'm going for, you know, when, when I sat down and talked to my wife and said, you know, this is the direction I want to go. That discussion was, I'm trying to end the diet industry. And right. I know people listening to this are going, that sounds like the most unrealistic thing anyone has ever said that I've ever heard. You hang around too many inferior people. Right. You need to hang around some gangsta ass dudes, right? <laughs> like people who are willing to do like like just crazy shit, you know, that think differently than you think, you know. And and you know, one of the things that's interesting about Eat to Perform is that you get to hang around triathletes, you get to hang around, you know, CrossFit Games athletes, you get to hang around all these people that are really achieving and looking to expand who they are as a human being. Mm -hmm. And that comes with the cost, right? The cost for you is you have to raise your level of expectations for yourself so you can come close to the expectations that all of us have for each other right now. And right now, in the beginning, a lot of you, you're going to have to pretend. That's cool. You, you'll eventually get there. Right. But you're never going to get there having low expectations for yourself and then not working towards those expectations. Because, you know, I posted this video and there were so many good things in it. And one of the things that they said was passion is free. Right. I don't have a gym membership. I, I can't meal plan because my daughter goes to skating on Sunday. Right. Like. In the other part of the video, it said, make the decision to do what you expect to achieve and the universe will move out of the way, right? And that works, it, it, that works if you're a soccer mom or if you're trying to win the Super Bowl, right? Like you have to have higher expectations. And so, you know, the reason why the, the, diet and 
you know, fat loss industry is failing people so often is because they're minimizing their expectations. Here's your expectation. If you lose 10 pounds, then you'll be awesome, right? And then people lose 10 pounds and they're like, oh, wow, there's no, there's no pot of gold here, right? Right. And, and, and I know that there's still a lot of people out there listening and they just can't get that person out of their head. Look, I'm a big fan of counseling. I'm a big fan of talking someone out because you in your own head can confuse yourself. Right. Right. And Absolutely. You know, I posted this thing on the main page and people are responding to it the way that I, you know, better than I thought they would. Right. Because, um, you know, I've always talked about average and what average looks like for most people. And it turns out that, I was wrong, right? That that you know, I was saying that five five one fifty five is average, um, and I and I was really incorrect. I mean, could not have been yeah. more wrong. Average, so crazy. average is one sixty eight five four, right? <laughs> so if you're active, and you're a person pursuing activity, you probably have more weight or more muscle than the person that's not. Right. So then that changed what average looks like. And so, um, and, and people go, well, why is that important? Why do I want to compare myself to the average person? Well, for some people, you know, if they're viewing BMI as the standard and they think, well, I'm 60 pounds away from that. It, it, it's frustrating. Right. Right. But if you're 10 pounds away from average and you also work out, right, the gap is like really close. It's like probably break even at that point, you know. So if you're 178 and you're 5'3", but you work out and lift weights, you're probably the same physical specimen, I would argue, a lot better off than the average person. The average person is not going to be as active as you are. And so you go, well, why is this important? Because it's empowering. Because it, yeah. it gives you the stick, right? You don't, you don't, you know, you're not a victim anymore. You're the one in control, right? When you think that you're 60 pounds overweight, you're kind of a victim to all the different things that go on. And then, you know, all of a sudden, you know, you cuddle up to flushes and detoxes and, and, and resets and, and 30 day challenges and all this other shit. It doesn't do anything. It seems like it does something, right? Because pretty much any system that you do will pull out water out of your body for the first six to eight pounds. It's right. the rest of your life that needs to happen. And so people cuddle up to these unsustainable plans because once again, you know, that's that's really the path to obesity for most people, right? What ends up happening is they you know, there was this gal um this young gal we were at at this water park and uh you know, she was probably 17 years old. And, um, I said to my wife, I said, you know, cause I didn't know my wife when she was 17. I was like, that's sort of what I think your body type would have been at, at 17. 
And my wife was like, yeah, maybe a little bit. But, um, but my wife said something really interesting. I don't think I was as muscular as that girl, right? I want to know what that girl thinks about herself. Does she think mm -hmm. about herself as muscular? This girl was clearly an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. I don't know if she lifts weights, but she does active stuff. And, right. you know, she, she, I just think that body type is, is really interesting. I think that you have to be careful for what, like, for instance, if you're looking at waist circumference as your thing and you're like, well, my waist circumference is bigger, therefore I'm not good enough, right? <laughs> Some people need coaching so they don't think like that, right? Right. They need coaching so the coach can keep them focused on constantly getting better. And the diet industry preys upon you because they know that you're weak mentally and that you're susceptible to their messages. You know, there's so many great examples. The best example is honestly the Bulletproof Coffee guy, right? That guy is a total fraud, you know? <laughs> um, and, and he's preying upon people that want that simple solution, right? But, you know, and, and, and I'll, I'll fully give you, like there's a lot of people in the CrossFit community. I mean, he... he Bulletproof coffee, like this was this was so amazing to me. It was at, it was at you know um, the CrossFit Games. So the CrossFit Games allowed this guy to be there, right? So he's got his buttered coffee. Okay, whatever, no big deal. So I posted about this on my personal Facebook page, and there were a couple of CrossFit um, gym owners that you know, kind of came into defense. And these are people that can easily get away with 4,000 to 5,000 calories a day. I mean, if you ever want to know the secret to getting jacked, the secret to getting jacked is very simple. Own a gym, right? That's your job. That's what you do all day long. You just lift weights and you work out, <laughs> right? That is, you know, and that's your only job. That's all you do. Those people are jacked. Right, so they can get away with bigger calorie points. So you know their fats can be higher than a lot of people. But what they don't understand is that they're drinking bulletproof coffee, and they're like, "Man, this is this is great for me," right? But what they don't understand is that there's a 411 gal, right, right. who's currently eating 1,200 calories. They don't know about that, and they're recommending right. bulletproof coffee, and she's now eating 1,200 calories. And that's 60% of her calories. And you go, oh, that's so absurd. It's not absurd. I'm talking about a specific example, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so this is where, you know, the less, less, less model, I just think that there's a lot of people that want to offer up simplistic explanations to people that end up hurting them. And yeah. You know, you have to have somebody that can analyze the facts and then kind of move from there. But most importantly, and I think this, you know, ends up being the main takeaway, is that if your goal is fat loss, right, 
it should be to become a superhero. Right. <laughs> right. And and I right. mean, yeah. when you look at when you look at um, what we do at Eat to Perform and what makes us different than everybody else, we're creating superheroes. Right. right. We have Absolutely. we have women joining the 300 car carb club every single day, 400 carb club every single day. These yeah. people are working out, doing amazing things, you know, being amazing moms, being amazing dads, you know, and they're not thinking of themselves as how can I be less? Right? Right. Because right. we're not preying upon them that way. We're right. saying to them, we think you can achieve more, right? And when you have food and work as a priority in your life, that's how it happens, right? And that mm -hmm. might not be, you know, that might not be manipulative of me, right? I'm not selling you, you know, shots of of uh, MCT oil, <laughs> right, for for an energy boost, right? I'm similarly, I'm not selling. Similarly, I'm not selling you five hour energy, right? I'm saying to you, if you want more energy, get better sleep, right? Eat an adequate eat an adequate amount of food for what you do. You'll sleep better. You'll recover better, and all those things end up being positive. So, um, so okay, so so I think we covered that to death. Um, but. Uh, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the Christmas Abbott thing, you know, and I know that a lot of people, so just hang with me here, even if you're not a fan of Big Brother, and even if you're not a fan of, because I can tie it into, you know, some thought strategies that actually play a much bigger role than just Big Brother, right? So Christmas Abbott, if you don't know, is on Big Brother. Um... She, last week I said that she will be one of the first three out. And she was nominated twice so far, right? Mm -hmm. So the first two times she's been nominated. And my reasoning was simple, is I'm a game theory master. I understand <laughs> game theory. No, I'm being serious. Um, I know you are. Yeah, like, like, how do you become a professional poker player without a, a good understanding of game theory, right? right? When you see, like, Bill Belichick, as an example, you know, going for it on fourth down on the 27-yard line, on his own 27-yard line, that's a game theory move, right? There's, you know, this is taught in universities. This is not something that is just Paul talking about on the internet. Right. So if you understand game theory, these shows don't work. No one on these shows understands game theory. The only person that really understood game theory in the in the most recent years was Christmas Abbott. I mean, I'm sorry, Vanessa Russo. Vanessa Russo actually studied game theory at Duke. Um, you know, she had her flaws, but at least she understood it. So the way the game theory would work is that, one, you would want the strongest competitors out. It's very clear at this point. I mean, I have to say, I did not know. I said this last week. I did not, I do not know Christmas Abbott personally. I had, you know, some interactions with her agent early on 
that gave me a sour taste in my mouth related to Christmas Abbott. But in general, um, my impression of her is, is much higher. Like, I think she's doing a way better job. I think there's a lot of people that, that follow her on Facebook and see her lifts and, and things of this nature um, mm-hmm. and see that as positive, but they don't know her personally, right? This is allowing you to know her personally. Now, you know, um, she said some cool stuff. You know, um, like she's referred to herself as a loyal bitch a few times, which I think a lot of people like, you know, um, there's been a number of things that I think if, you know, when you, you know, when you think about Facebook, really, what, what are you doing? You know, I mean, there's a reason why she's putting out pictures where she doesn't have clothes on. You're really trying to make an impression very quickly. Big Brother is giving us a chance to get to know her a little bit better. And I have to say, I kind of like her, right? Now, she wrote one of the five worst books on nutrition in the history of nutrition, right? She doesn't know anything about nutrition. She basically just works out. And, you know, she's, she's you know, been fit for a very long time, you know. And so, you know, a lot of people look at those people and say, well, those people are you know smart related to nutrition not always right a lot of times a lot of times they'll end up being um you know they'll end up with a physique you know kind of doing the wrong thing i mean you show me someone committed to a really shitty plan i'll show you someone that is going to have more success than someone that's just halfway doing a really good plan right so i don't know if christmas abbott is eating like she does right because to me you know her book sounded a bit like an eating disorder right right um and there was a lot of it that related to um trying to look good so you could attract a man right right and I do think that there's a lot of people, you know, she, I, I, I know, I don't know this for a fact, but I'm pretty sure she was not preying on people, but there's a lot of people that that message would resonate with, right? Right, absolutely. That are relatively insecure. I mean, to me, I'm attracted to Wonder Woman, you know, <laughs> like, did you, did you see Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. Wonder so, Woman? So, yeah. So, the, yeah. Mo- the movie Wonder Woman, did you see it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, one of the scenes in Wonder... Yeah, one of the scenes in Wonder Woman was that men are not necessary because... Yes. They, yes. Because they don't provide... Because they're not necessary for pleasure. Right? Right. And right. that's the kind of woman that I think a lot of strong guys are attracted to, right? I think a lot of weaker guys, you know, tend to look for, you know, the type of personalities that, you know, they can manipulate a little bit more and things like that. And, you know, as a society, we're really not working on building, you know, these strong personalities where, you know, I mean... 
it's really interesting because I have two teenage daughters and my teenage daughters, I don't know, you know, sometimes I don't know where their insecurities lie, you know, and sometimes, you know, you can't just be on the face when you're giving your children advice, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, my daughter, Emily, I can talk to her about something and, you know, she will listen um, a little bit better. My daughter, Alice tends to find her own way, you know, and, right. and both get there, you know, but they just do different paths. And, um, you know, we, there was a, uh, you know, a teenage girl that, you know, was talking negatively about her skin tone. And I was just like thinking to myself, you are the most beautiful young girl. You know, like when I, when you come to my house, all I see, all I see is, wow, this person radiates, but she doesn't have confidence yet, right? She hasn't found her thing that allows her to realize that she's an independent spirit, right? And, you know, um, one of the things that's most attractive about my wife, and I hope that, you know, is fairly attractive about me is that we were a whole yeah we're we're whole people we weren't whole when we met right but we were working to be whole you know um do you know what i mean when i say whole yeah yeah, yeah totally yeah absolutely like, like i, I just, it's been a long time a long 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 time to get there i i think there's a lot of people especially um I mean, I'm not ratting Sarah out here, but she's single. Um, and and one of the reasons why, you know, I'll I'll just give you my impression and then you can you okay. can you can, you know, refute it or not. I think the reason you're single is because your standards are high. Right? And I yeah. think your standards should be high. You have kids. I would agree with that. Yeah. And and uh and there's I, no, there's no room to tolerate mediocrity. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, you know, like I said, you know, you want to know who's not surprised me, right? I expect success. I expect right. to find the answer. That doesn't mean that you have the answer, right? No, right. It just right. means that you can find the answer and you can figure out a way to make it work. And so, um, I just think that, uh, you know, there was another, um, I think there's a lot of, of people in um, your exact scenario, right? There's there's a few people in our personal life that mm-hmm. are dating. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you can see right off the bat that, you know, there's an inequity in the relationship. Oh, and yeah. I just don't have time for people like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like whether it's whether yeah. it's somebody that that could potentially be a life partner, or whether it would be somebody yeah. that right. you know would be in the ethereal form forums, right? Right. I just right. don't have time for negativity, and guess what? Nor does any other successful person, right? right. We right. just ignore that stuff, you know, right. because at the end of the day, we're all going this way, and if you're going right. that way. We just need you to figure out how to get going with us, you know? 
and you're all everybody's welcome you know you see the guy that works out the the most at the gym and he's the most jacked and he's there every single day you know or at least most of the days that you show up so it's, it's you know it stands to reason that he's probably there more days than just you and you showing up right if you reached out to that guy and you showed an effort or a female showing an effort they would help you right right but the yeah. minute but the minute they say be here on Tuesday at 7 a.m. and you show up at Tuesday at 7.15, you're out the club. Right. That's yeah, just the absolutely. way that's the way the real world works. You know? Yeah. Um so I anyway. All the time people ask about dating, and, and I don't think it's just dating, but it applies it with your friendships and your relationships and in your circle. Yeah. Is you know, in a relationship, I don't need to be with anybody, but if I'm going to have someone in my life. There, I'm looking to see what kind of quality of life they can help increase. You know, what, what can we do for each other? Not baggage and not a burden. And I think that's carries through in relationships and friendships. Well, you can always tell a lot about people by the people that they hang around with. Right. right. You know, um, doesn't mean that sometimes you don't have friends that, you know, like I said, I'm talking about friends right now, you know, that I know, but Right. I kind of know them passively, right? right? Like if you're, you know, um, kind of always doing the bar scene, um, kind of always, right. you know, hooking up with strangers and things like that. Right. Like, I don't want that in my life. I don't want that around my children. Right. I don't want that. Right. You know what I mean? Like, that's just, that yeah, just is absolutely. what it is. It doesn't make me a jerk. It doesn't make you a bad person. But I just... My life is headed in a different direction than that, you know? Right. So getting back to game theory. So so basically with game theory, so they did one thing right with game theory. They got the smart guy out, right? So the first week they got the smart guy out, you know, um, which is a good move, right? They're all not as smart as him, you know? So... It makes sense that he probably knows some things and he actually was physically able, right? You know, there's a lot of guys that show up on that show that are really smart, but they're not physically capable. I mean, he had a little average going, he had a little chest, you know, so, um, and, and there's a nuclear, nuclear engineer, um, that's on the show and she is hiding that fact which is really, really super smart. But the other thing related to game theory, and, and if you follow Big Brother at all, you know, is that you don't want to leave strong people in the game, right? Now, the circumstance, okay, so, so for people that don't know, for people that don't watch the show, Christmas Abbott broke her foot. She, she got, she, she, like a last minute, put up on the block, um, the guy that put her up on the block, he made a really crucial mistake. Um, but he was in a tough position. He had made some deals behind the scenes that were good for him, but not necessarily always great for other people. So he didn't want to be talking about that. And then the person that he nominated had like a secret protection. So then he nominated Christmas Abbott, who was on his team, who was on his alliance. And so everybody else in his alliance was like, well, if he's going to, if he's going to vote Christmas out, what would he do to us? Right. Yeah. So yes. it was a real bad gameplay move. 
But in, in general, it was a real smart move. You know, the thing that he didn't do was he didn't rally the troops after, right? He needed to explain why he did yeah. what he did, right? Right. And, you know, because he, he actually made a deal that kept safe all the people that voted for Christmas Abbott to keep her in the game, right? Yeah. And so it's sort of hard to explain the game, but the guy that he wanted to nominate that had protection, like a secret protection, then he and Christmas rallied the house, right? Mm-hmm. And got her to stay in. I've completely changed my mind now. She She's <laughs> potentially the winner of the game. Right? Because, you know, the problem with the game is that people are stupid. Right? Most of the people... You don't get on Big Brother by being... You know... I mean, she's, she's possibly the smartest person on the show, at, at least socially. Um, right. You know, you would, you would want to, you know, be her friend. Right? Right. And she played those heartstrings, and like you know, she played the heartstrings of this one guy, and and it was really smart. Um, but to say it wasn't manipulative wouldn't be right, right? But I do think that that's who she is, right? I think yeah. she genuinely is that person, and you know, she's like, you know, I'm a loyal person. I don't understand why other people wouldn't be loyal. And then, you know, she kind of gets into the routine of, you know, Warrior Wonder Woman, which, I like I said last week, I hope she wins. That would be the best thing for me. And that would be the best thing for CrossFit. That would be the best thing for <laughs> fit people ever, right? For yeah. Christmas Abbott to win because there'd be more people that would be interested in all of what we do, which I, which I think is a great thing. I think ultimately... You know, there's not a lot of people that really follow her advice from a nutrition standpoint, mm -hmm. right? But she's a great role model for work, right? I mean, like, like um, uh, immediately when she was nominated, what'd she do? She, she, um, she started working out, right? She started processing it, you know? The other thing that happened was she broke her foot and I was like, oh man, she broke her foot. There's no way they're voting her out when she broke her foot, right? Because because everybody on that show is thinking, what if I break my foot? I wouldn't want to be voted out in that scenario. And so the votes sway on like two or three votes. So all you had to do, you know, like there's this old guy that's on the show and he's got no clue what's going on on the show at all, right? Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Really? It's, it's hilarious. Like, like Christmas Abbott, all she had to do was walk up to this guy and say, you know, look, if I was your daughter, would you want your daughter to be voted out because she broke her foot? Bam. Old dude votes for her. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, the old dude, you can manipulate this old dude any direction that you want to go. Oh, my God. Right? But, but game theory basically works like this. If you're not, and there's so many good things, I, I'll, I'll say one more thing and then I'll, I'll move on. But 
There's so many good things about it. But if you're just like a jellyfish amoeba person, right, and you're not like super aggro fit person and super smart person, you want to just start voting all the, the, the really fit people and all the really smart people out, right? Mm-hmm. And I would say on that show that, you know, Christmas is probably in the top five of the smart people. And she's probably in the top four of the fittest people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, you know, it's hard to say because it's really only been two competitions. We don't know the, the but there is um, an Asian gal on the show. And she played a role. It's so funny about the Asian gal. Anybody that watches Big Brother will love what I'm about to say. I have to watch it now. This is crazy. Because my wife believes that it's like a rom-com, right? So like this, this Marine macho guy who's in the center of all this controversy um, and put Christmas Sabbath up, um, he latched on to this one gal who um kind of debatable who's the most attractive person but i think most people would consider her high on that list you know i i think you know from a superficial standpoint i kind of get yeah. that but in the first competition i've never i've watched big brother all 19 years i have never seen this okay so oh my God. this super fit guy says um, to Alex, the, the Asian fire plug. I mean, just, just, you know, she is awesome, right? So, so the rom-com angle is basically, there's the, there's the, let's just say that she's the best looking person in the house, you know, just as an example. You okay. Know? Um, but who... But my wife is like, who he really loves is this Alex Asian gal, right? And the reason why is because she's a competitor and he's a competitor, right? Mm -hmm. And she challenges him, like to give you an example, okay? So he's in bed snuggling with this one gal. I don't even know her name, right? Like, like I have not... And apparently he didn't either because he's like snuggling and kissing on her and refers to her as Alex, the Asian guy. I mean, in my house, we all erupted. We were all like, oh my God, this is amazing. You know? Oh my God. But in the competition, it was him and the Asian gal. And he said to her, you're safe. I will not put you up if you fall down. And she said, screw you. (laughs) And I mean, at that moment, he fell in love with her, as far as we're concerned. Oh my God. Because because no one had ever challenged him like that. You know, at least this is the the current theory that we're working from at my house, right? But then, then, you know, he's talking to her later on to try and guarantee her, her, her safety. And she says to him, don't guarantee my safety. 
Because the first thing I'm doing is putting you and your girlfriend up. She's like, she's like, I'm taking out all the couples. Oh I'm just like, god. oh my god, we gotta figure oh, out a way to keep this gal in. I bet she has a knife too. I bet she's a cutter. I bet she's a cutter. You know, she's she's yeah. like that little crab. You know what I mean? Oh, With a yeah. knife. Um, but, she's after people. Oh God! I mean, she she immediately like skyrocketed to most favorite Big Brother player of all time. Never in the history of Big Brother has anyone ever done that. They always play it sly. She's like, Nah, bruh, I'm coming after you. Yo, that is so awesome. I know it was I it was really really cool. Um. So anyway. I think now Christmas Abbott's in as good a position to win as anybody because it's basically her and this Paul guy who was on the show last year came in second. Um, I don't see this is another example. All these people supposedly have watched the show, right? If you've watched all the shows, you know that the veteran coming back wins the game. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they understand how the game works. So they're allowing, right. you know, I mean, in a way, this Cody guy who was kind of in charge of the house, you know, he, he saw through all of it, you know. But then there's like this amoeba group that are like, wow, it's so cool to be Paul's friend. You know what I mean? Like, because Paul was on TV and they weren't. You guess what? You're on TV right now. You're you're the same as him. You're, you know, but he... But I have to say, I hope Paul stays at the end. He's the he's he's super entertaining, you know. I hope Christmas stays at the end. You know, she um, she seems more even keel than I probably would have imagined her. You know, um, that's good. Yeah, I mean, like her speech. You know, she kind of came. I mean, this one woman got all up in her face. You know. I mean, oh, really? yeah, like, uh, because in her oh speech, because in her speech, she said, I'm coming after those two people. Um, and this gal was like, you just called me out on national TV. And I mean, Christmas did not flinch, right? She did not, you know, um, <laughs> get out of line. That is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's been I mean, it's been a good season awesome. so far. Yeah. I almost feel like I mean, have you seen Orange is the New Black? Yeah. Have you seen Orange is the New Black? I mean it's kind of watch it. That's I, that's kind I do of think it's that reminds me of. I do think it's what? kind of, it's kind of a chick show. Um Well yeah, but it's good. And I mean I watched the, I watched the first season, but you know, it just wasn't my thing. You know. But I, I know a lot of women that like it. I mean I'm sure there's a lot of dudes that like it. Too, Listen, because it's all the game playing, like you're talking about. Oh it's yeah, like it's totally like it. that. Yeah, it's one hundred percent like that. Yeah, it, it that is so entertaining. Yeah, the um, but this is, this has been early on the very because basically now what's what what's gonna happen is is Christmas and um Paul are gonna now go after the the strong people on the other side of the house. Mm -hmm. and then all the amoebas get to live in the middle right right and then you know paul and christmas become the leader of the amoebas right and then they just pick right. off the amoebas one by one you know until they're at the end at least that's in theory 
what could happen, huh. but it does. I mean, Christmas went from should have been out. Everyone should have voted her out, right? I think if she doesn't. That is so awesome. I think if she doesn't break her foot, she's out because because yeah. it she they're gonna look back at it and go that was the dumbest thing we ever did leaving the smart fit gal in right? right you know i mean the other thing too i mean i don't know if you guys know this or not but christmas is kind of attractive right oh yeah so she can play the, she i mean she played this one dude mark and i'm not saying that she played him necessarily from the standpoint of of attractive right but she's like, I thought we were fit bros. I thought we were, you know, I was your big fit sister, <laughs> right? And and so she like she like just puppet stringed him. It was awesome, you know. Oh I mean, God. just I thought we were fit bros. I, well, I thought we were fit bros, man. That's you know, so awesome. But um, to me, you know, I think the the Asian gal's a little bit too you know, hot blooded to win the game, but she's the one I'm rooting for by far. Yeah, firecracker. I can't, I need to watch it just to oh, see her. I mean, when she told the dude, screw, screw off, man. You know, I'm trying yeah. to, I'm trying to beat you. You know, I mean, like you, you could see the look on the dude's face, you know, when he <laughs> nominated her, right. The me, the amoebas talked him into a nominating her. And, um, he was crying like Marine guy is crying because oh, he was crying. Yeah. He got, he got a little choked up because you know, he's like, he's like to me, you know, I just like warriors, you know, I, I just like people who are willing to die on their shield, you know? And the Asian gal, the Asian gals, the <laughs> no crying, crying work. For I baby. Crying work for Christmas. <laughs> Cry Christmas got Mark's vote by crying. Um, all right. So we will end on that note. Um, I hope everybody's had a great week. You know, uh, I feel like in Eat to Perform Land, uh, we faded the July 4th holiday pretty good. You know, most people, because, you know, they're eating, you know, a good amount of food the good majority of the time, you know, they're not seeing the weight spikes that the 30-day challenges are seeing. So they're not freaking right. out. They're not feeling guilty. You know, all right. of these types of things. So um, really cool to be kind of a part of that. It's interesting. Got a lot of things behind the scenes. You know, I'm in, um, in an active conversation with this one gal um, that does TED Talks. And so there's oh. really, really cool stuff that we've got our hands in on and, and some things that we can't really talk about right now. But, um, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're full steam ahead at this point. Um, last thing I wanted to say before, you know, Sarah says goodbye to you guys. Um, we do have signups coming up on, I believe it's the 17th. Um, let me just double check my calendar. Yeah, the uh, you need to be worried hmm. about that, Michaela. Um, she said she's worried. <laughs> she's worried about your game strategy um, at. Summer uh, camp. I, I I can't drive. She doesn't have to be worried. She's on my team. I 
pick Kayla. I pick Michaela. I I will smoke you in game theory. Last year when we were um when you when Don't you talk about it. When, Amazing race. When you have game theory, you drive. You, you everything is you're you're trying to find the best solution at all times. I think everybody should study game theory. It's super interesting. Um, yeah, my kids use it with me all the time. <laughs> maybe unknowingly. Um, all right, so um, the last thing I was going to say is that we do have free trials opening up on the 17th. Um, mm -hmm. Just so everybody knows, we have 10,000 people on the waiting list. So, right. um, and I'll go ahead and tell you guys, we basically have a thousand spots open right um in the past if we had you know to give you an example um last time you know for july we only opened up 500 but we only had 800 people on the list right and we sold out within hours okay. you know so right. if you have a friend or if you want to join don't wait <laughs> because right. it's going to sell out faster than we've ever sold out before. Right. Right. Um, and people say, well, you know, um, you know, there's some people that think that that involves, you know, some level of manipulation. The, the simple fact is, is that numbers never lie. Right. I right. know who, how many people are going to sign up based on how many people are on the list? You know, right. I mean, I've got all that data from the last four years, you know, so I know right. that <laughs> if I can get 10,000 people on the list, you know, but we just, we just can't take more than a thousand. Hell, we probably can't take more than 500, but we're really, you know, we've been able to expand, you know, we're looking at um, some solutions to solve some scale uh, you know, you guys will probably hear more about that real soon. Um, but don't hesitate. If you're thinking about joining, you know, yeah. once again, it's a free trial, right? You get to audition us, we get to audition you, right? right. And, be, you know, you get to audition us to see if it's a good fit. We get to audition you to whether or not you're actually willing to do the plan, right? <laughs> and, I mean, you know, if you don't think you're going to do the plan, don't waste, don't, don't take somebody else's spot. You know, right. there's 10,000 people dying to sign up for you to perform, you know. So if you're kind of wishy-washy, just wait, right? Wait till you're not wishy-washy, you know. Right, um, right. Because it's, it's not you sign up and you get in and then we wait for a week to get you started. You no. sign up, the expectation. you get in, yeah. right? You get a plan. You get a plan within five seconds, right? And right. the expectation is that you do that plan in 10 seconds. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you start working towards your goals immediately. Right? We're right. not we're not messing around. You know, you bought something. I mean, yeah, in theory, you didn't buy something, but I love the fact that we have free trials. It's way better than any other way that we've ever done it. Um, you know, I will give you guys a little bit of um like inside game. 80% of the people that signed up in July 
stayed. Now, if you know anything about marketing, there's people that are listening to this on the marketing side that are going, no way. <laughs> because it's astronomical to have that big of a conversion rate. But it's not that astronomical when you think about, you know, both the, you know, how good the product is, right. how many people are having success with the product. And then, you know, if you are in your gym and you and your friend Susie are having a good success doing Eat to Perform and you're killing all the wads and, and, and doing all the great things, guess what? 20 other people at your gym want to join, you know? Right. And they're willing to put in the work, you know, because they see the success that these other people are having. So, you know, um, so that's why I say, like, if, if you know, don't, don't, don't pussyfoot your way into eat reform, right? Right. Like just, you know, nope. sign up. You know, within five seconds, start working. If, if that means walking, if that means meal prep, um, people often ask, will I have to log your food? Yes. How the hell else would we know what you're doing? You know what I mean? Yep. Like that's how everybody's we... getting on the waiting list. You sign up for the waiting list, start tracking your food in my fitness pal. Yes. That, that's a great suggestion. You know, yep. I think the other thing too is that it changes your relationship with tracking food. Because, yeah. you know, when you look at, you know, the way that you achieve goals within Eat the Reform, you achieve it with more food and more work. And, right. and people are often astonished at the level of success that they're having with that model. But when you think about it, it's a positive feedback loop, right? You're constantly working on a positive. You're constantly PRing. You're constantly doing better at the gym. And yeah. you're constantly seeing improvements related to body composition or weight or weight going up if you're looking for muscle gain, whatever your goals are, right? And so it really changes the dynamic of your relationship with food and your relationship with food logging, right? Because now you're going, okay, what can I fit here that makes me a better human being? And, and that's a very different proposition than, you know, a lot of places that are really still on the low, 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 you know, mantra, right? All right, guys, I appreciate everybody being here. Sarah, say goodbye to everybody and wish them a great weekend. Goodbye, everyone. Have a wonderful, safe weekend. All right, talk to you guys later. Bye now.